got angry and and he used that to express himself you know in, in many ways there was a lot of anger in everything he did but he's afraid if he gets healthy he, he won't have creativity Jim Carrey is Jesus. This is spoilers. <laughs> Jordan, yeah, I thought that was the obvious place to go. Thank you for chiming in there, brother Jordan. Uh, where are you recording out of tonight? Oh, brother Josh, I'm uh, down in Greensboro tonight. Um, just recording. I, I forgot my train whistle back home in Elkhart. <laughs> so um, just, uh, j- just me. Why so you, guys- you had to say choo-choo with your mouth. Are talking like monks? <laughs> <laughs> well, Jordan and I are brothers, and I had been referring to him as Brother Jordan in some of the spoilers copy online. And apparently, that's a huge cut down. I didn't realize it, so sorry. Don't know why you're so ashamed to be your brother. Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Pappy, where are you recording out of tonight? And you were supposed to be host tonight. Uh, that's not what true. happened there. Uh, well, I'm recording from Denver, Colorado, and. You texted me side side text saying, "Hey man, I have a baby. Can we please delay South Park? I just really want to be on that one." I said, "Well, I, I guess." <laughs> and then like here you are. So, whatever. Still pumped yeah, to talk about weird. this. Yeah. How? What's the running time of a South Park movie? Eighty minutes. Shorter than Jim and Andy in there. <laughs> 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 what, what's the full title? I don't even know. Congratulations uh, Stevie. on the baby, though, Josh. Yeah, congrats. Boss Thank baby. you, guys. Yeah, we've oh, talked already, about it. I already told oh, you that. Baby. <laughs> Is that number three, Josh? Number four? We've, it's number three, and we've talked about this several times on the pod now. So we can Seems move like along. a lot of children with you. We don't dude. need to get into my personal life too much. Stevie, could you read for us <laughs> the full title of the movie we're covering tonight? You did a really good job of that before we started. And then where are you recording out of? Recording out of Elkhart, Indiana, and the full title is Jim and Andy, The Great Beyond, featuring a very special, contractually obligated mention of Tony Clifton. A Star Wars story. (laughs) A Star Wars story. (laughs) Brett, you hated this name and Tony Clifton, right? No, I don't. I didn't hate the name. I think it should have been Jim and Andy, a masterclass on why you shouldn't do method acting. But yeah. (laughs) Or or at least uh, the pros and cons of method acting all in one documentary. So no, you would <laughs> you would have preferred a long title anyway. Where are you recording out of? I'm recording out of Fort Wayne, Indiana. The 26th most populous city in the U.S. Is that right? It's like 77, I think. Oh well, it's not even that special. Way off. <laughs> so anyway, let's get into the movie a little bit. That's everyone. This is Josh. Um, I'm in Goshen right now. Um, did you guys expect this movie? to be as spiritual as it was. I just want to get that out of the way right away. They hit on that early and dot through it throughout and really land heavily on that at the end. <laughs> when you say spiritual, are you talking about like Jim Carrey's narcissism? Like no kidding. How crazy he is? I wonder I wonder what would happen if I decided to just be Jesus. 
that he just thinks things and they come true. <laughs> what, uh, what if he decides to just be Jesus, though? He talked a lot about Jesus. He talked about trying to talk to people telepathically. He talked about like being part of the universe and dolphins appearing to signal that <laughs> you should take. I feel the like part. you're cheapening it quite a bit by cherry picking just like you know the dolphins part. But I think Jim Carrey did that himself. <laughs> the very beginning of the movie, yeah. I don't think it was too over the top with that at all. But then again, I maybe didn't notice it. I thought he kind of weaved in and out of it. Yeah, there were like some like weird, like maybe a good philosophical insights amongst like the debauchery and like stupidity of Jim Carrey. But no, I wasn't necessarily expecting that. I thought a lot of it was pretty cool i thought like pappy said like he's he literally starts this movie off by saying he's trying to talk telepathically to dead andy kaufman and 30 dolphins came to the surface and like five days later he, he says quote andy tapped me on the shoulder and said i'll be playing myself in this movie now thanks like did that throw you guys for a loop that's a pretty outrageous beginning I think it just makes Jim Carrey look like a narcissist (laughs) a man who's very full of himself and didn't want to take responsibility for a lot of feelings that he heard throughout production I mean he's like such a massive superstar at this point he's like one of if not the biggest movie stars in the world right like I think he was like the number one paid yeah so I mean like I feel like this is like I feel like he was trying to get an Oscar, and what kind of confuses me is about the whole, Josh, let me know if I'm using this word right, meta aspect of the film, of the documentary, rather, <laughs> where it's like... Clap back. When, when, it, when is, does Jim Carrey, is he doing this for his Oscar sizzle reel, kind of, like the behind the scenes part, like how much of it is him like really trying his best? I don't know. Well, let's not gloss over that he flat out claimed several times that this was like a supernatural event that happened. That happened. It's not like I don't think he ever says the words method acting in this documentary. To me, though, I think Brett hit it on the head. Like this, this is really a documentary about method acting. And um, do you got like? Does this make you think that no one should method act ever? Or does this make you think that there might actually be some art there deep down? Jordan, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I don't know. To me, it just seemed like he was being kind of a huge dick dick the whole time. And I I don't see that as like a legitimate excuse to like just shit on people and I don't know, like ca- cause a general ruckus. I don't know. I, I get the... The technique and i think that there maybe there's some art to it but it i don't know i it seems like a like a bad excuse to like just be somebody else for a while like towards the end of the movie he talks about how he was like taking a vacation from himself and mm-hmm. to me that's I, I don't understand like why you need to do that to play a character if you're an actor like act that's your job haven't you guys seen the movie man on the moon no no yeah yeah I have as well I, I think it's pretty good I don't know if it's worth what uh, Jim Carrey put the rest of the crew 
through to accomplish that though it's kind of like the director what's his name Milos Forman Milos he's like uh, when he directed Amadeus he directed uh, One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest he's like a legendary director and he's just like begging Jim Carrey please I felt so bad for him oh my gosh he's, he's staying pretty patient too but you could tell he's at his wits that end. phone call he had with him about just being Jim for a second was just soul crushing <laughs> I, I mean, you guys to took this movie a completely different way than I did, honestly. I mean, I thought every bit of it was fascinating. The fact that he had to set up a meeting with Jim through Andy for Friday, a phone call at nine. and like, I don't think that's fascinating, but people should be professional. Well, clearly the director didn't fire him, and Jim, at that point, gave him the choice to fire him, and the director is like, no, let's do this. Well, like, I think Jim Carrey even said, actually... Well, yeah. it was only a half... Yeah, he was going to fire Tony and Andy, and then Jim was going to do like he, an impersonation for the rest of the shoot. I'm, I'm more with you, though, Josh, though. I disagree uh, with what Joe said. What do you mean? You know, well, I just think it's kind of... Method acting seems like it's kind of all or nothing. Um, and I actually kind of believe that and he talked about it. He was in a really weird place in his life. And I don't know, that was maybe kind of an escape, but who, I mean, who knows? I'm, I'm yeah. not an actor. I don't know how deep you get into it. I, mean, I tend to believe him when he's talking about these things, like the 30 dolphins thing sounds ridiculous, but I don't know how it makes you a narcissist to believe that you experienced something I, yeah, supernatural. I, I, I don't understand that connection I mean, really. Jared Leto sent dead rats to his co-stars on suicide squad. I mean, yeah but i mean it's like now nah, there's ways to do method acting where you don't not like that like daniel day lewis i don't think sends severed pig heads to people when he's playing the milkshake guy because he's from- a trained actor yeah and like yeah to your question josh like method acting doesn't bother me what does bother me is like someone who thinks like yeah he has a lot of talent but like I feel like Jim Carrey is sort of kind of insinuating that he has some sort of supernatural powers in that he literally says at some point, if he thinks something, it becomes true. And they talk about that like on, with a $10 million check like uh, on the Oprah show. But you clip. think that's him bragging about himself. I see that as him sharing his experience and saying, like, this is what people are capable of. I just, I just don't believe in that whole like visual visualization stuff. I think if Jim Carrey wasn't talented, no matter how hard he thought about something, he wouldn't have made all of those movies in 1994 and become a mega mega star. Yeah, but they kind of talked about that though, right? I mean, even his method character was going around saying that Jim Carrey all he wanted to do was make people happy and that he was a liar and a coward and like he mentioned like within 5 years he had completely changed from that. I don't know. People do change, but I don't know. I kind of picture this, him being kind of like how Marlon Brando was on Missouri breaks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> someone else brought it up. <laughs> but uh, to, to your point, Joe, I'm, I'm actually not a big fan of method acting. So I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate. I love method acting. I mean, eh. I'm not, I'm not on these sets. I don't care if an actor's being crappy to get a little bit more out of his performance. Like, I'm watching a movie for entertainment. I want the actor to be as into it as possible. And if that takes some poor production assistant to like carry Daniel Day-Lewis in a wheelchair over some lights, like 
fuck it. Like, great. I don't care about that. Like, yeah, I mean, didn't Heath Ledger do that? And look what we got from that. And that's pretty awesome. That was worth it, in my opinion. Okay, but like, what about the what about the stuff with like Jerry Lawler, where yeah. in real that life, was, yeah, we're that in just real didn't life, make sense though. Yeah, we're in real life. Him and Andy were friends, and then like, yeah, that that was yeah, that didn't make sense to me. I Stevie did that rub you the wrong way too. Yeah, it rubbed me extremely the wrong way. Yeah. It's like these are people that actually interacted with Andy Kaufman that would have a fond memory of him. And I feel like Jim Carrey was just like close. I mean, Jerry Lawler and Andy Kaufman spent a great deal of time together. And the fact that you're going to be like a dick to him, a dick to his girlfriend, just to get a laugh and act weird on set, that's not method acting. That's just being a complete narcissist and say, hey, everybody, look at me. Not yet. I don't know if he was trying to get a laugh, though. <laughs> What was he going for? I'm with then? you though. I th- yeah. I'm with you though. I, again, I just think he's weird, dude. That's that's all I can say. He's weird. <laughs> I I don't think I think he I immersed think himself he, really deep into it. Didn't Lawler actually have a quote in the movie that said him and Kaufman didn't really discuss these things that thoroughly? It was no, kind of like the it almost a, he said no. He said the exact no, opposite. His no, quote. No, Josh, you're right. He he, they, he said they didn't plan it. <laughs> But he said, other, like, other people said, kind of, yeah, they're friends and they talk all the time and they plan this through. And then he said, you know what? We don't really plan this. We're just like thinking on the same wavelength and it just goes where it goes. Like, that's exactly what Jim Carrey was trying to do. What took place just sort of evolved and it wasn't that we were in cahoots. It was just sort of a, a sort of a thinking on the same level type thing. Mm-hmm. It was just something that, that, that kind of happened. No, but so before. Method acting is one thing. If we rewind back to like actually Andy Kaufman and his career, like I'm not as big of a fan of who he actually was. I think he did a lot of exploitation of everyone around him. Like at least Jim Carrey's method acting went on for I don't know how long this production was. Like I thought Andy Kaufman seemed like a, a dick in real life. So kind of Jim He was the original troll. Yeah, right. I, I found like, myself asking me asking myself that like throughout the movie like am, am I missing something like is he actually funny or is he just kind of like he seems like that awkward type of comedy like the there's that one episode of South Park where the robot makes jokes and he's like <laughs> awkward, yeah. awkward. Yeah, he's awkward. Like, <laughs> and it, it seems like a lot of his his like bits are just awkward as fuck and the audience just like kind of laughs out of being uncomfortable and that like makes other people laugh I don't know it just I, I don't understand what his thing was. I wouldn't touch Sandra Bullock's penis with Stevie Wonder's vagina. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good joke, though. I think that's a better <laughs> joke than Andy ever had. Pappy, do you I don't think Andy do was know? ever really a comedian, though. Yeah, I, I think it's more performance art. It's performance art. Like, But do you think it's funny? I, yeah, I, love, I found I him hilarious. I loved when I was a kid. Um, I say it's kind of like that amazing singer that you hire that there's a 50 50 chance that he's going to show up blackout drunk and like fall on stage. But if you get that rare, that other thing of Andy coming in, it's just like totally worth it to take that chance. I don't know if that makes sense to anybody. Well, Abby, do you know much about Andy Kaufman or his career? Go ahead. Sorry. Not not outside of the movie, but like, like when Andy Kaufman was on, you know, taxi, for example, it seemed like he played ball pretty well. You know what I mean? Like decently, like, and then other than that, when he's doing his own performance art, like when he's wrestling women or like doing a skit on SNL, it's like he's kind of representing himself. Whereas like I feel like Jim Carrey may have made the whole 
man in the movie or man on the moon movie worse <laughs> because of his distracting or distractions on set. That's kind yeah, of I mean, the vibe yeah, I got. Yeah, Andy really. Kaufman. I mean, that's him. Like okay. Jim Curry's playing somebody. So and yeah, I, I a, like the movie quite a bit, but I I don't think it's like in. It's not like an all-time classic or a great biopic. I don't know. No, I don't, and I don't think it's like Jim Carrey's best work either, by far. I still uh, haven't seen Eternal, and that that's kind of circling back around that's kind of like my main point like with jim carrey i do feel like i'm in on the joke with him and i get it even when he's going like way out there in his crazy talk but with andy kaufman like i don't feel any connection to it all and i never really have in anything i've seen him in um it's always just kind of left me wondering like why people like watching this but unless anything does anybody else want to have anything else they have to share about method acting or uh, uh, well, I mean, we talked about all the negative. We talked about all the negative stuff that he did, but even though it was extremely weird, I feel like maybe a few really cool, positive things came out of it. I mean, as crazy as it was, the him talking to his Andy Kaufman's daughter, and then the family of Andy Kaufman like being blown away and feeling like they were talking to Andy again. I thought that was kind of cool, even though it was obviously really weird. In my Remember that happened, Dan? Yeah, I was going to bring that up after we we're kind of done with the negatives as well. I think that the the daughter portion especially was pretty I, – I guess that's pretty cool in a way that she got to like meet some version yeah. of her dad, I guess. I, I don't know. It, yeah, I, I agree that it's super weird to me, but maybe that helps this orphaned girl in some way, um, which is, I guess is a positive from it. I don't know. Um, For no, me, she's orphaned. She was adopted, but – but yeah, for me though, in the context of the documentary, that information is Jim Carrey doing a talking head and looking at the camera and saying how great it was that he did this thing for the family. Like, I don't know, did the family actually ever say that it was such a great thing? I mean, I thought it was. Yeah, just they were more... on. They were on the documentary saying it. We didn't hear from the daughter, but who said it? Like when? His, I don't. And, and, Andy's bro- Andy's brother was on the set. Andy's sister was on the set. And, and his, Andy's and mother was girl- on the set. His girlfriend too. And girlfriend. I thought it was just they all, more loved, they all loved it. I don't know, and that goes back to the whole narcissistic thing where Andy or Jim Carrey like might actually think he's like a conduit for of the spirit of Andy Kaufman. Like literally, he I don't. Is Andy? Yeah, I, Stevie, what do you think about that? I mean, I don't want to come across as a dick, but I mean, if someone on the street that wasn't named Jim Carrey, walked up to one of those family members doing a really good Andy Kaufman impression, would they think, be really excited about it? I think it was more excitement of seeing Jim Carrey like play their lost lo- like lost loved one than actually like thinking they had a connection to him. Andy Kaufman's alive anyway, so it's all a moot point. Yep. So is Paul McCartney. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pappy, I, you keep saying narcissistic. Like, if if he actually thinks he's a conduit and is sharing that with the world through this, can you explain why that's narcissistic? Maybe, maybe you think it's maybe you think it's bullcrap, but like because it's not true. <laughs> because it is bullcrap. Maybe it's not. <laughs> it true. is bullcrap. Like the fact that you said, do you believe in palm readers, Josh? Well, Jim Carrey seems no, to. Josh, I mean, Josh, that, Josh, do you, Josh. Do you believe in palm readers? 
No. Because that's part of the evidence that he leverages saying that at one point he went to a palm reader and she predicted the run of films that he goes on in 1994. So I mean like he shows that he's willing to blatantly either include falsehoods or or he's like into spiritual aspects that I think are more of just like money grabs. So like I I just think that he was one of the biggest stars in the world at this point and his ego was bigger than it's ever been. I think that like now he's become more retrospective with old age and he seems to be more I guess zen but like when I watch the the flashback clips I see it as more of like an, an ego trip that he's on um, than anything else you're, you're acting you're acting like though that there's no people that believe in palm readers and psychics I mean I don't just because I don't I'm not yeah. saying that there aren't people who do it I but think those people you're are saying, dumb you're saying dumb dumb well, dumb yeah, dumb but, dumb <laughs> but, <laughs> But they don't believe that. I mean, we do, but they don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I mean, like, yeah. psychics use the number three anyway, I'm pretty sure. So, it's, I mean, it's all nonsense. But do they use the number Do they use the number 23? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I thought that palm reader part was pretty weak, to be honest. <laughs> um, I, I think one of my least favorite parts of this movie was just the wrestling bits as a whole. Um, I think because it's just so awkward for me to think of Andy Kaufman like trying to break into the wrestling world and now someone this many years later is recreating this like super awkward scenario I really wanted to fast forward through a lot of these parts I think my, I think my favorite stuff from Andy Kaufman was the, the wrestling stuff I mean I thought, think that stuff not, not the Jim Carrey stuff I think I think that intergender champion was like hilarious I think <laughs> I got him like I had read that he was a huge professional wrestling fan and when and people kind of like reached out for him to him or he kind of got involved he was super pumped because he always wanted to be a wrestler I, I don't know I thought that stuff was really hilarious and it's kind of like you know right in the middle of the feminist movement I don't know I thought it was hilarious now the Jim Carrey every time Jim Carrey and Jerry Lawler were on the screen together I wanted to fast forward you know, when we're, when we're backstage, when we're in front of just people that are working on the movie to stick a sign on somebody's back yeah. and to uh, uh, throw water on you, you know, and stuff in my girlfriend and that kind of stuff. Once again, proving Darwin's theory. Anytime yeah, I want to, I can do this to you. Okay. You understand that? Anytime. Anytime. He's a wrestler. He gets caught up in the part, man. <laughs> I grew up on wrestling. I was a heavy wrestling fan, like when I was younger. Attitude Era was awesome. Uh, so it was like seeing like Jerry Lawler, like in the movie, in the documentary, was awesome. Just because I grew up like listening to him like talk and stuff. But. Uh, are you asking me if I like like uh, Jim Carrey's version or like the actual Andy Kaufman wrestling? Just the parts in this movie where it would kind of cover the wrestling era because it, it was slipping back and forth between Andy and Jim, Andy Jim, like the whole time, right? Yeah, I feel like it was eighty twenty. I wanted, I actually wanted more Andy Kaufman. Anytime Jerry and Jim were on screen together, I really wanted it to end because it was so awkward. Yes, yes. He's a wrestler. He gets caught up in the part, man. Jerry in the ring with him, like trying to choke him or like punch him in the face, was a little overblown, um, especially on Jim Carrey's part. Yeah, like I didn't love the wrestling aspect of it in the documentary. I was actually looking forward to that the most because that's something I remember, kind of like Stevie said. 
I thought like right when you saw Jerry Lawler and he's kind of grinning when, you know, Jim's being yeah. Andy, I was like, oh, this is going to be good. And then like, that was like the last moments. Now, again, I, I find it hard to believe that they don't warn people like guys we're really grateful you're in this movie, but I am not, I really need you to realize what Jim Carrey is doing right now, but it's almost seemed like none of them knew it was coming. I think, no, I think uh, Jerry said something about that, that he was aware that he's either going to be talking to Andy or nobody, not Jim. Yeah, but I mean, but like, if someone just said that, would you really understand the depths of what? Probably not. I mean, I would have said like, I'm telling you, he's being insane. Like he, I don't know. <laughs> and I felt like uh, Andy's old writing partner was egging Jim Carrey on a lot in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but he, I yeah. felt like he was really egging him on. Like, this is what Andy would do, or you should be like Andy in this moment. I really, I really didn't feel like Jim Carrey had like full control of a steering wheel in this movie. I felt like Bob Zamuda was really egging him on to do certain things or act in certain ways. I think he wanted, I think he enjoyed Jim being Andy more than anybody else. Like, yeah, he like probably <laughs> legitimately felt like, oh man, it's cool. I get to hang out with Andy again for a year. You know, I don't know because he's this is just weird. like Andy, but with a good actor. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Someone well, who I'd, did not. Read, oh, go ahead. <laughs> I had read something that um, I think it was, uh, maybe it was Lawler himself, but it was somebody like closely associated with like the movie generally and kind of Kaufman, like after death Kaufman's legacy. And they were like, yeah, Bob Zamuda has a lot to gain by making Andy seem like this crazy dude when in actuality he was not as uh, crazy, I guess, as like Zamuda is portrayed and like kind of egged on Jim Carrey to portray him as. Um, Hmm. So I I think that could be like an interesting way to look at it as well, that he's like kind of upped this legacy into like a different thing than maybe it actually was in the beginning. Yeah, I don't know what he's gaining from that, but yeah. Well, that's just like, yeah. What's interesting too is that like there's in the whole like first act of the documentary, like a good half of it is like about Jim Carrey's like rise to power. And then it's like, he says something like, oh, I was the biggest movie star in the world, but I wasn't used to having to audition for a part. So like he wasn't even like, like, I actually like that. But he wasn't even like the original (laughs) choice. So it's like, did they just go with the big name actor and then got stuck with all this like, drama that he brought to the set i think his i think he nailed his audition tape i think that's kind of what they were implying that's just my opinion well i mean jim carrey does say that that milos foreman had he he wasn't didn't want jim carrey as his first choice like someone who didn't like it either was danny devito he seemed to be pretty confused by the whole thing he looked pissed (laughs) he wasn't saying much for danny devito (laughs) he looked what are we gonna do not the happiest throughout that movie yeah i think but judd hirsch looked the maddest at any point (laughs) of the whole thing i think when he was playing that loud music (laughs) okay well jerry was the maddest but i thought it was pretty funny how mad judd hirsch was well, and then here's something I kind of realized. Like, what they kind of have a re- reveal around the halfway mark of this movie where you get a look behind the camera at who's like following him around uh, off set and behind the scenes. And I really, it, it gave me the feeling that like it wasn't necessarily method acting. He was like faking method acting for this camera crew, for this like project or addition to the movie that he imagined there to be that's what i was saying i don't know if i agree with that but 
Because he said he wanted to like a lot of this documentary in the movie itself. Mm. Like he said that he wanted like these clips and these interviews in like the Man on the Moon movie. A documentary crew is following Jim Carrey around. He seems to be performing for them. And to me, that made it seem like when he's like performing for the family. And again, it's like a spiritual experience for them. Like he's channeling them. He didn't, he never really knew in the moment how far to take it. And like, where's the edge of this? I, I thought that was kind of interesting just to think of him in that moment, just continually making the decision to like keep going for it. Well, the, the, his driver said that he did it on the way home. He did it like in his bed and he did it on the way in. He wasn't always on camera. I just think he did that for like a year straight, which is sounds like a crappy life to me, but hey. He said he loved it. <laughs> did anybody else find it interesting that like they mo- interviewed Jim Carrey in modern day, but like no one else got interviewed or they just didn't want to be interviewed at all? Like, Paul Giamatti wasn't interviewed Modern Day. Dan DeVito wasn't interviewed. <laughs> they, um, they got this, it, like, batshit interview from Jim Carrey, and they're just like, that's it. This is the angle we're going I wish they just would have got Danny DeVito being like, yeah, he was a fucking idiot. What do you want me to say? <laughs> I thought I thought it looked like Danny DeVito came around a little bit. Like, I agree at first. He was like, oh, no. I don't know. I, didn't, I felt like he somewhat enjoyed it more. I mean, he enjoyed it more than the director, and he enjoyed it more than Jerry Lawler. And I don't think Paul Giamatti loved it most of the time. I mean, it was kind of like Courtney Love and Danny DeVito. They're the only ones that even tolerated it. Well, Courtney Love's a psycho. Is that weird scene where <laughs> she like, Jim it. Carrey is like eating cake and they start dancing and like he takes his pants off and she takes her clothes off and they start dancing? So weird. So She's weird. weird. Yeah. It, this yeah. movie had a lot of weird parts. I don't know. Kind of creepiness, but keep you on your on the edge. I don't know. I, I'm kind of struggling here because there's actually not a synopsis for the, this movie yet in IMDb. Um, <laughs> the, the movie ends with Jim saying, what would happen if I tried to channel Jesus this hard? Yeah. I don't know what else to say about all this. Yeah. I think I'm tapped out. Okay. You know, unless... Uh, I wonder... I wonder if I could do that with other people. I wonder I wonder what would happen if I decided to just be Jesus. And I think that's like basically the main takeaway. Like he's trying to tell people to be Christians maybe. No, um, that's not. Jim Carrey or maybe not if the production hired an actual actor, not a comedian. Um, just a thought. Yeah, you obviously hate Jim Carrey, so. I love Jim Who Carrey. Who is Jim Carrey? I love Jim Carrey. Well, I think he's shown in movies that he's a good actor. I mean, he might not have been. I mean, he got rave reviews for uh, Man of the Moon. I mean, I, he was pretty good in Eternal Sunshine, wasn't he? Truman Show. Oh, I love him in Eternal Sunshine. I never watched The Majestic, but I'm sure he's decent in that. I mean, he's really good. He's really good in Truman Show too. I think yeah. he's a great actor, but I just googled Jim Carrey religion, and like the first thing that comes up is. Uh, Jim Carrey tells a room exactly how Jesus opened the gates of heaven. Like, how would Jim Carrey know that? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, why is he? I don't know. I just feel like this happens to a lot of people who just become like, if you're one of the biggest stars in the world, a lot of people just kind of go crazy. I feel like Jim Carrey achieved this like unprecedented level of fame with this meteoric rise and like was kind of isolated in that. Had like a couple of personal things and like 
probably did a lot of drugs and then now he's kind of, kind of like this burnout crazy guy kind of like will smith yeah yeah marlon brando that's fair what's yeah. he what's he doing these days what isn't jim carrey like some painter like he just paints now right i think just growing his beard. Gearing up for a Bob Ross biopic. Ooh, I would watch the crap out of that. That'd be awesome. Method act Bob Ross. Oh man, that would, would be, be the awesome. most boring. He would just do episodes. You he would do a whole leave season. Bob Ross alone. Happy. I would hate to see what Bob Ross was like in the like off the camera because he's like the nicest, friendliest guy ever, and I loved him in the childhood. I would hate to see him like. I'm not going to say anything, but you can imagine. He's literally he's literally Tony yeah. Clifton. Like kids are on like little planet Jack Daniels and <laughs> smoking oh, cigarettes. That- well, not to fear too close to Bob Ross, but like um, he says, the military is the reason why he was like such like a soothing and kind of just relaxed person because he didn't want to scream at anybody or be screamed at. So that's why he kind of like toned his personality way down. Apparently, he was like a um, pretty high up rank in the military, and he didn't want to do that anymore. Yeah, Bob A. Brett, Brett, you said earlier you had a couple things prepared. Did you have something else you want to talk about before we got into no, yesterday? No, I didn't have anything prepared. I was going to ask what everyone's like most cringeworthy moment was because I definitely know what mine was. What's yours? The, the Arsenio Hall. Are you ready? Jim Carrey! And he really inspired me to do some crazy stuff too. I mean, I remember going on Arsenio Hall during the riots. You Burbank. Black bastard. <laughs> we'll take a commercial. That, we'll be right back. That's for Danny. You know, it was one of those moments where I went, this is what Andy felt all the time. This is what he faced all the time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he calls him a black bastard. Well, no, and then, and then when he said... This is for Reginald Denny. I actually said to Brittany, I said, oh, my God. Because that was just like, I don't know if anyone's familiar with Reginald Denny. Can you explain that reference? Please tell us the entire story. Oh, gosh. Uh, (laughs) So he was talking about the riots were going on. That's when he went out and did the L.A. riots in 92. Is that the guy that hit with a brick? uh, Yes. Uh, Okay. Lots of bricks. And Jim Carrey, actually, one of his famous characters in Living Color was Reginald Denny. Wait. And oh my gosh! You play the guy got hit with bricks, and he got, he got like stomped on, and like his brick face and, like, this held big, down. Like fifty pound engine part. I mean, it's on YouTube, and it is freaking brutal. Oh no! He's like never been able to like is jacked up as it was when it happened to Roddy King. This was just as jacked up. And oh my gosh, <laughs> Reginald Denny. <laughs> yeah, his whole his whole his whole <laughs> joke on In Living Color was. To stay in your car because he got out and got jacked up. So, but yeah, there's a video of it. Check it out. Don't check it out. I don't care. It's terrible. <laughs> but Kelly, that whole scene. Race, race relations correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> I think my most cringeworthy moment is when he was Tony Clifton on oh. set and then got too drunk to shoot. <laughs> to carry him. <laughs> They had yeah, to but carry fake it. chew drunk, right? He's like Mr. Leahy fake drunk. I couldn't tell. No, no. he got drunk. No. Jim Carrey said on there, he goes, yeah, there was alcohol. <laughs> but they asked him if he was really drinking, and he said, I don't know, I don't remember. 
<laughs> Which that's means, what yeah. I say every time I drink. I think my most cringeworthy, <laughs> it was one from like the trailer too, but they're doing like a sound check on, on set. They're like, all right, all right, quiet everybody, we need to do a sound check. And, and then Jim Carrey as Tony Clifton, I'm like, quiet our sound check. <laughs> it's like, like not yeah. even funny, like what he's yelling. Like he's just being like super disruptive and like cringy. And everyone's just like looking at each other, like like shrugging their shoulders, like, oh, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. I'd say my most cringeworthy is kind of what I hit on earlier when they go behind the behind the scenes cameras and show those people. It just made it be like, it, it took me out of, this is legitimately him method acting and like pulling this magic out of thin air to, this is just kind of production B that Universal eventually shut down for 20 years at least. Watching Man on the Moon, I felt like Jim Carrey was never actually playing Andy Kaufman. He was just playing Andy Kaufman as like one of Andy Kaufman's characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's that. good. It never really felt like he was genuinely Andy Kaufman. It was just like, oh, he's going to be one of Andy Kaufman's characters mm-hmm. the whole time. So that's kind of my takeaway from this movie at least. That's a good point. Boo. See, Mr. Lawler, you don't have any brains. I'm from Hollywood. Come on, baby! That's what's just gonna happen to you, Lawler! See? Come on, baby! Come on! Andy, I think you really hurt her. Doesn't matter. She doesn't have any money. She's poor. She can't sue me. I guess I don't know. Do we know what Andy Kaufman was like as he walked around? I thought they alluded to in the movie that he kind of was batshit crazy all the time. You guys don't think that's necessarily true? I don't, I don't think it I don't was know that if he was way. crazy, but like they did kind of try to dig into his psyche a little bit, and that was actually one of my are you beef? Snippets. Are you beef stewing no, right now? No, there's <laughs> some beef stew there too. <laughs> anyway, to keep this professional, serving up the beef. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, when they were like, "Why would Andy make up a character like Tony?" He's like, he's not funny. He's everyone hates him. And he was like, I don't know. I don't know why he'd make him up. But I think that's just kind of like what he was. I mean, he did a com uh, a stand up routine where he read The Great Gatsby in a foreign voice. I mean, I personally think that's kind of brilliant, but so do I. I don't know if mm-hmm. I'd pay uh, 60 bucks to go see, you know, Kevin Hart read something like that or that's the first comedian that came to my mind. Sorry, guys. It's brilliant that. It's brilliant, like, in hindsight or when it's, like, a talking point. It's, like, sensational that he did that. But if you actually think about how painful that would be to be there when he did that. Mm-hmm. But didn't most people walk out? Yeah. I think a lot of people just, like, left. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and from what I took away from the movie itself, it didn't seem like Andy Kaufman was, like, this celebrated national comedian. It seems like he really was, like, a big hit with younger crowds. That's just what I thought, at least. He was pretty big on SNL, and Taxi was a pretty successful show. Are those shows, like, either, obviously, Saturday Night Live, he, like, cameoed on, but it seems like he is probably good in, like, small doses, I think, but I don't know if he could, like, carry mm-hmm. a show on his own. Like, that seems like it would get he, well, weird, yeah, I guess. I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, he could do, a uh, like, a Carol Burnett variety our show. Gosh, you don't even know Carol, but I'm yeah. way too young for that. You guys are definitely way too young Oof. for that. Showing the age, Brett. <laughs> I just I just I just touched my nose, Brett, for you for that reference. But uh, I I think that what we 
maybe Andy Kaufman's humor doesn't necessarily stand the test of time today, but like you got to understand like what his influence was. Like there's no Tim and Eric without Andy Kaufman. There's no like half of the shows on adult swim. Like it's that sort of absurdist comedy genre. That's not going to be for the masses, but like he definitely pushed the envelope in that space. That's fair. Yeah. Does anyone Gallagher? Do you, does anyone here think that they could stick their neck out far enough to play Tony? Oh Clifton? my gosh! <laughs> I didn't even notice. I didn't even notice it until like later. Yeah, his neck is so up, far that's, out. That's prosth- that's prosthetic, so it's got to be jowls. It's so weird. Just jowls on jowls. <laughs> I thought it was kind of fascinating how Jim Jim Carrey thought it was so freeing playing those characters, and you can see why he literally just does and says whatever he wants. All the time. It just seems like an excuse. Well, okay, honorable mention for my most cringy moment is like when he's playing those characters and he's like digging through all of like the bullshit in his life, like, oh, his parents didn't love him or his grandparents were alcoholics or other stuff like that. Like, (laughs) Jim just wants everyone to like him. It's like, oh, Jesus, dude. (laughs) Like, that's cringy, but I'm pretty sure Andy Kaufman never said that about you. Jim did kind of explain it a little bit, though. When he said he was always that guy, like he'd listen to his grandpa rip on his dad for three hours, and as soon as his grandpa would leave, he would take on his grandpa and like start criticizing his dad. He said that's just the kind of person he was. Now you could translate that into he's a huge dick, but I don't know. <laughs> at least he explained it a little bit. Yeah, I thought that was pretty real and pretty great when he, when Jim Carrey playing freaking tony clifton is ripping on jim carrey i those are some of my favorite parts but yeah like when he cried at the end he kind of cried a little bit talking about andy kaufman i thought that was kind of cool unless that was fake who knows and his dad but um but yeah that was real yeah talking about when he was talking about his dad was i mean it was pretty cool and definitely connect with it on an emotional level do you guys want to get into yes or no's here i think it's about that time Sure. Brett, why don't you go ahead, man? Uh, I'd, I'd give it a yes. Um, maybe a soft yes. I think everyone should probably... Classic Vigo, yes. Yeah, well, yeah. Not, yeah, well, okay, yeah. But uh, <laughs> it's something I think you could watch. I think it was, I mean, I think it was well done. Actually, I know it didn't sound like you guys did, but I actually really enjoyed the present day interviews with Jim carry probably the most um maybe that's just because the other scenes were so cringeworthy but uh i thought it was well done um i give it a soft yes and i think everyone should watch it at least once i don't think i'll ever watch it more than once but i like jim carrey and andy kaufman so that's why i watched it and if you do you should watch it well brett you can go ahead and get back to that beef stew uh stevie do you want to go <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sure. Um, uh, I think if you really like Andy Kaufman and you really like Man on the Moon, you probably shouldn't watch it, this documentary. Um, I mean, I'll give it a really soft yes. I just... I guess I just don't really agree with the casting of Jim Carrey. I think they probably should have... I'm not saying Jim Carrey is not a really good actor, just like more of a trained actor to play Andy Kaufman. Yeah, a lot of these scenes were cringe. 
But I guess it was worth a Netflix watch. I'll put it that way. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> yeah, oh, that's it. Just a Netflix watch. Was that a yes? That's very soft yeah, yes. Super flaccid yes. Peter, Happy. Peter Brandon, I mean, yes. Like 20 below naked <laughs> yes. Inverted ego vagina, yep. Yeah. Uh, Happy, go ahead. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, actually, I'll give this like a hard yes. I really like this, this movie. Not... I don't know. I don't like everything that Jim Carrey's doing this movie, and yeah, it made me cringe a couple times. But I just find it to be like a fascinating subject because, like, they touch on this in the early part of the movie. He did just like rise so fast and was so big, and like maybe he was a little bit full of himself at this time, and then that that juxtaposed with like twenty years later. Now he's just like old burnout spiritual shamany guy like it's just, i don't know i like it i like the i like the subject matter i like how it like kind of puts things on its head like i mean i don't i think it's probably the best thing that ever happened to the movie man on the moon because it's not a movie people talk about anymore but this documentary is a a yes for me definitely check it out sometime i want to change my opinion now brother jordan Thanks, Brother Josh. Dilly, dilly. I think that it's it's mildly intriguing at its best, but it's going to be a no for me. Uh, Oof. I think wow. Jordan gives out the most no's in the in spoilers. Oh, part. He sure. also gets the hey. most no's. True. <laughs> um, I think you're probably better off just watching like old Andy Kaufman bits because like that's what I've been trying to do this afternoon after I finished the documentary. And those those I feel like are more. I don't know, they like explain a little bit more to me than like Jim Carrey doling out random like philosophical bullshit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd, like it, it was it was fine, but like I would never recommend it for somebody like, oh, you gotta check out this doc. But yeah, so. <laughs> I would totally recommend. Oh, this is Josh. I'll go ahead. I would totally recommend this to someone as, yeah, you gotta check out this doc. I've never seen a doc that goes into method acting so thoroughly the pros and cons in a raw way this is a hard 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 yes just the premise of this and trying to explain it to someone is hilarious and awesome like pappy said he's kind of in this like zen part of his life where he's like trying to pass on wisdom and a lot of it like you got to take as a grain of salt like He's a little off his rocker. Not everything's great. He's but Canadian. <laughs> he's, he's part Canadian. He's part. But but what does that really mean, Stevie? As he points he's out, full of shit. Of as he points out in the movie, that's those are man-made constructs. Someone just made a line, man. <laughs> he literally addresses that in the movie. Uh, I, I was pretty enthralled by everything he said, even if I didn't agree with all of it. So. I didn't think he came. Ac- I kept hitting on like the narcissist thing because I didn't see him as a narcissist. I just thought him as someone who uh, has kind of had a life where he can say whatever he wants, so he does. He said in the documentary, "I was making twenty million dollars a film. No one else was at that time." That's fact. Facts don't <laughs> care. Narcissist. Facts don't care about your feelings. Like Jerry Lawler a is a narcissist. Like I don't really. Jerry think is a king. Yeah, he calls himself the king. (laughs) But I think that Jim Carrey, like, I grew up with him, and even if I 
agreed with zero percent of what he said like i grew up laughing at this dude and he's been like a fixture in my whole life so um it's good to see like a completely different perspective on this hard 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 yes love this movie it's right now like a 7.9 on imdb which isn't Mm. that great but considering man in the moon is a 7.4 like this is continuing the legacy of that movie and like pappy said like they're probably going to be a lot more there's going to be a big spike in people renting and seeing oh yeah movie for sure by the way, I changed my vote to a solid yes. Probably all going into me. Bob Zamuda's pocket. Solid, solid yes. You guys talked me out of it. Talked you, like a, a, talked you out of a. Talked you out of a flaccid. He like ripped on it for like an hour and then like. <laughs> no, it's definitely a solid yes. I was enthralled the entire thing. I don't know what I was thinking. I changed my vote to solid yes. My bad. Go ahead. I'm pretty shocked that Pappy gave this a yes. If Mikey yeah, were here, my criticisms of the characters being portrayed aren't criticisms of like the work itself. I think it's like super fascinating. Like, just Jim Carrey's kind of a dick. But if Mikey were here, you'd give it a hard no, dog. I think Are you, so. You think so? What was his quote in the thread? He said like, uh, "What did he say, Pat?" <laughs> Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I definitely don't know. Well, maybe he'll call in and we can toss to that now. Or maybe not, and I look like a jackass. So. <laughs> uh, no. Pappy. He's, he, what he said was, what's Jim and Andy? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds lame. I'm out. <laughs> no, I, think, I thought he said something like, oh, it's cool to be a dick for a year and a half. Sounds really awesome. Or something like that. <laughs> Okay, we we have Wolftron playing underneath us right now. I think. Oh, jam. Uh, Pappy, we toss it to spoiler man for the rest of the plugs, unless you have any plugs yourself. Nope, I can toss it to spoiler man. Take it away. Spoiler man. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcast spoilers. It's lit. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. Please don't forget to leave us a review by searching for movie spoilers, clicking on the cereal bowl, select the reviews tab and leave us some stars and some words. Spoilers. They were smoking your brand, man. Who was? Uh, Jim Carrey was smoking your American Spirits Pat brand. That's not my brand. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe we caught Brad out on that beef stew. <laughs> I was, I was, I wasn't eating when you said that, but I had literally just I gotten heard, done. I heard a bull scrape at one point. Yeah, I tried to. <laughs> It was delicious beef stew. Of course, it's all beef stew is delicious, but you know. I wonder if I could do that with other people. I wonder. I wonder what would happen if I decided to just be Jesus. Wow. You don't like